I have to mix the stage around. So will y'all welcome everybody as they come up? Woo! Yeah! You got another one over there? You can sit there, Dad. You can go here. That's fine. There you go. All right, you can come closer, Chris. Where's Bethany? Oh, okay, no problem. All right. Well, there's no round table at our round tables. So, um, chair, chair chat. Uh, that's, there we go. Uh, really, honestly, our desire for doing these is to take what God has been saying in the house and put it into smaller pieces, not sermons, but thoughts so that you can take something home with you in the, in the area of revelation. Because let me know that revelation changes you. But if you don't remember it, or you don't recognize what God was saying in it, or, or worse, you have no idea how to apply it in your life, then it just becomes words. And God is wanting to, to take that revelation. So what we're going to do tonight is talk a little bit about the area. And, and hilarious enough about the fall, I have not preached on anything yet that I thought I would preach on in 2019 in the fall. I have a whole something ready that the Lord has told me that we're going to do in January that I thought we were going to start in in September. And so as, as we just began to lay things, I laid things before the Lord. He just began to drop things in my heart. And one of the biggest things that he began to drop in my heart was about endurance. And this place of endurance and supernatural endurance, not, you know, we're going to talk about like the cat with the claw hanging in there, like hang in there. I think the problem with a lot of the teaching on endurance has really been naturally based that it really meant do your best. Everybody just tell me that you've thought that about endurance before. It's like, oh, I just got to do my best. When and Supernatural endurance is actually a gift from the Holy Spirit. And this whole message was burst out of the place of what's it look like to live with the Holy Spirit. And basically, he just started saying, it looks like you endure in a different way. It looks like you persevere at another place. It looks like God helps you in such an amazing way that that perseverance actually becomes a joy in your life, not a trial. And I think that one of the things the Lord is really wanting to remove is the idea that trials are difficult. When, he, when He's wanting to say trials actually train us for glory. And so, and one of the other things that I just want to say, and then we're going to launch into some questions and just have some discussion here. But I just want to, I feel like the reason the Lord was talking about endurance and perseverance is that you're either transitioning out of a season of perseverance or into one, or you're right in the middle of one. What am I saying? You're always enduring. You're always called to supernatural endurance. And I feel like that's why the Lord is wanting to talk about this, because there's not one person in here that's not actually walking through this place right now. So the first question that really um, I wrote last, but for, that, for these guys, we're going to do number seven, first, because that's how I roll, is uh, what does supernatural endurance look like to you? What does supernatural endurance look like to you? And so, actually, you know, if you'd like to go first on that, Elizabeth, and then just, we'll just, we're going to all answer this. We're not all going to answer them all because then we would be here all night. 
And uh, our goal is not to throw as much information at you. It's the idea that you walk away with some personal experience or some revelation that you say, I'm going to do that. All right? Well, and also, too, I mean, how many weeks did you preach on it? Three or four. And I think that supernatural endurance, he was asking, give me something that I can, the word also means, and I know that, uh, you know, we all have time. I don't think that God wants us to have. <laughs> I mean, yes, we do have emotions and that are, you know, up and down, and that's okay. But where, where do we lie in our constant with him? Is that constant place, that steadfast place, that no matter what, my foundation is firm. No matter what, I am just with me and Jesus cruising, you know. And yes, it can still, you know, life happens and winds and waves affect us. I mean, if you stand outside and the wind is blowing hard, it will affect you, right? You know, your papers might blow away. Your hair might get in your face. You know, you might, hit, you know, get a bug in your mouth. I mean, that's, that is wind. It's happening, right? But if we are steadfast if we are with him and enduring with him that's it's supernatural right we don't want to get tossed around like james says anyways right uh, you were ready you looked me. ready you were going on the go where's the other mic we got to have all the mics we got to have them all <laughs> oh the test yeah, i got it i got it we like to cuz i want to be able to comment on things right <laughs> All right. It's more interactive when it's not just one person. You're going to go. go. Yeah, you yeah, looked ready. Okay. Supernatural. Uh, yeah. You were on the go. Test, 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 test. Yeah, this is going. Uh, the question, what does supernatural endurance look like to you? Well, it looks, it, to me, it looks like two parties. Always two parties. Us and the Holy Spirit. Uh, we got to partner together with Him to endure. Uh, he is not going to endure for us. Right. God's going to do it all. No. It's partnering together with him. And so the attitude is, with God's help, I can get through this. Praise God. He will help me. He'll strengthen me. He'll, he'll, he'll give me revelation as we go through this. He'll, he'll encourage me. But it's, it's two parties, us and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Awesome. Um, when I read this one, I started thinking about just the concept of most of the time, you're enduring to see something end, to see something begin, to see a shift. And so I just immediately thought of when Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. Knock and the door will be open. And I remember, um, who's ever read uh, When Heaven Invades Earth? Who's ever read that one? If you haven't, it's excellent. And uh, Bill Johnson really just talks about it. He just pestered God until he showed up. He just kept knocking on the door. Um, it's, it's not sitting and waiting and I hope, but like, you there, God, are you there, God, are you there, God, are you there, God, are you there? And just asking and asking and asking. I, I don't think he wants us to have this, like Jimmy said, this waiting where we're just hoping that he moves. I think sometimes he's looking for our hunger so that he'll move. And, um, I, I think we have to be careful with what we say in seasons of endurance um, you know, we have to be speaking declarations that are truth and not saying maybe one day or I wish or I hope or, or they got it, but maybe it's not for me. 
um, just be careful with what you speak. Um, because supernatural endurance to me looks like sometimes speaking in, in hope and faith things that you're not seeing yet. Yes. So yes. start declaring things that you aren't seeing yet. I'm going to scooch my chair back because I feel like I'm excluding this section. So, <laughs> um, so when I read this question, um, I'm in the field of fitness, so I mainly thought of running because endurance running. So that uh, yeah, it was relatable to me. And so um, I just heard the Lord just use it as an analogy. And with a with a race as small or as long of a race as as you run, you need endurance. Um, most people, like when I started wanting to run, I was like, man, I'm going to have to run fast. But then it finally clicked to me, no, I just have to endure the the gist of it. If I can just run the whole thing, as, even if it's slow, I run the race. And we have this phrase that we've said a million times here before about um, if you want to go fast, run alone. If you want to go far, run with run with others, or go with go with people. I, I always get that wrong. I'm sorry. I got the gist of it. Um, and so uh, endurance. You have to have a running partner quote unquote, you have to have people around you that will help you endure the, the, the hard times. Um, community is key for endurance because when, when you're at your weakest, um, if you don't have that, that someone to pick you up, then you may not have the strength to get yourself up. Um, but something I wrote down was, um, uh, seeking his presence when it doesn't make sense is endurance. Seek in his face when the natural things are screaming for your attention. Because when endurance, because with endurance, it's all about making each time count. Every success pushes closer to the goal. So every run you, you, every race you run, whether that be for me right now, it's parenthood. It's finding where, where I'm uh, ministering, where, who, who are my people that I'm serving? Um, those are my races. And if I can run each and every race, uh, as best as I can with uh, with the Lord teaching me and training me how to better serve in those areas, then then I'm going to keep running a successful race. So it's just it's just about endurance, about pursuing His presence and that community. Awesome. I I just wanted to share something because I wasn't planning on answering this one because I've preached on it for four weeks, you know, and, but I had this word drop in my heart: the word trust. And what does supernatural endurance look like? I think we will never be at the level that God is calling us to with His Spirit and with this, this place of that we're going to talk about in a minute about like reigning in life and uh, overcoming if we don't have the base confidence, the foundation of trust of the Father. And what do I mean by that? Like if it says in, in Psalms 9.10, it says, those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. If you know His name, you know His nature, you know who He is, it begins to build a foundation in you. You know, hope and faith are the keys of the kingdom. Hope, hope and faith, and then faith moves us into love, right? But without trust, I find that it's almost impossible to have a living hope. And what am I saying in that? Because the Father is trustworthy and he's constantly wanting to reveal himself so that we live in a constant living hope of who he is. And I just felt like 
that the Lord just wanted me to tell you that, that, that I felt like there was someone in here tonight that, that your trust has been shaken in the Lord. And I just want to say that those who put their trust in Him have never been put to shame, not one time. That's what the Scripture promises. And I think sometimes when we read verses like that, we're like, well, what about that? I, I, I know there's mystery and all that, but I know this, that those who put their trust in Him have never been put to shame. So He's wanting to broaden our foundation of trust so that He can grow us in this supernatural endurance. All right, well, I think one of the, the main areas I'd like to talk about here right now is how do we shift from the principle of hanging in there to supernatural endurance? How do we shift out of that? How many found yourself where you just sometimes are in this place, just got to try harder, just got to, you know, if I can just make it through another day. Just, and I mean, sometimes we're in the place, just one more breath. If I can just make it through one more breath. But how do we have a shift in us? Where And I think that, that Chris, you and Dad both had a section, a piece on this, on that question number one. All right. Um, well, this one immediately jumped to one of my life verses, which is Philippians 3.20, but our citizenship is in heaven. So before we even read the rest, just stop and hold on to that because it's talking to us while we're living here now on earth. But if you're a citizen of heaven, it means you have access to all the heavenly things, right? If you live in the United States and you're a citizen, you have the right to vote. You have the right to different things, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, there we go. So um, if you're a citizen of heaven, you have access, you have the right to heavenly things. So when we're talking about, you know, I think Tim put hanging in there, um, how do we look at things not from an earthly perspective but a heavenly perspective? Remember who you are, where you belong, whose name you carry. Yes. And if we can do those things, then we'll start praying from that heavenly perspective. We'll start seeing things from God's bird's eye view and seeing how he shifts the atmosphere around us. And what we can do, what we can do to speak, to pray, all these things, instead of like being like, well, God's 500 million miles away, and I'll just throw you know, a Hail Mary pass up there and hope something connects. But instead, you're actually, um, you need to think of it more like God's lifted you up and saying, okay, I'm going to show you everything. And so you're not hanging in there. I, I want to teach you how to look at the whole picture, look at the blueprint there. Um, so... I mean, I just want to finish the verse because really it, it gets into transformation. It gets into this place we're called to live. Our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, everything right. under his control, yes. will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. That's it. We'll be like that. So that's it for me. <laughs> that's awesome. Did you just use a sports analogy? Maybe. Almost. <laughs> you did. I'm going to refer to a superhero show later, so okay. don't worry. Chris, Chris does not use sports. No, I'm, I'm sports right are not on his radar. He said throw a Hail Mary. He loved, he I've been watching the, the football team. Somebody asked me what my favorite NFL team, and I said the Hill Country Christian School Rams. So hey, uh, that's my favorite NFL team. The Cowboys. <laughs> we just have a solid answer here for that. Yeah, I, always think, I always think of Chris when ESPN is just going over the same stuff again and again and again and again. I said, Chris, Chris just loves that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day. Every day. That's like water torture, Frank. Yeah. 
Well, let me just throw one little thing in here. It's really kind of what Chris said, but maybe from a little different perspective. I think to endure supernaturally and not just hanging there, you have to get the bigger picture of what you're going through for. You have to have the bigger picture. And, I, and, and the thing that comes to my thought, my mind, is, is, is Hebrews 12, where Jesus is our example. And it says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. Let us run with perseverance, endurance, patience, the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Right. And That's so it. the whole ordeal of, of the cross, the, the, the betrayal, the, the um, desertion by his disciples, and then, of course, all of the physical sufferings and all, and then taking on the sin of the world, all of that Jesus walked through because he said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He saw the bigger picture. I'm not just going through this and all this suffering for nothing. The joy that was set he saw us. Yeah, that's it. He saw, he saw the redeemed community. He saw what this suffering was going to produce. It was going to produce a redeemed people who, who, who are like God. Praise God. And so for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, praise God. And so if we, if we can get the bigger picture, anytime we're going through something, Lord, just let me see the bigger picture, what this is going to result in. What is the purpose of all this? What, what, what's, what's going to come out of this that's good? That's the bigger picture, praise God. If you can get that, then you can really endure uh, supernaturally. So I, I just love that in Hebrews 12 where it says, he, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and all that went with it, praise God. Yeah, I, I think one of the important, important things is, you know, we talked a lot about joy in this place because, you know, James obviously tells us, you know, in, in various trials, count it all joy, right? And I, I, I think we've, we've read that scripture and like, man, that's going to be a miracle. You know, like that's going to take a miracle. When the other side of it is, I actually believe he's saying, when you catch sight of who God is and who you are in Him, you will face things differently. And I think that joy is one of those huge pieces in it. And I'm just going to jump into th that piece real quick about joy. Because I, I, I feel like that, and it, it's again, it's that big perspective that we're talking about. I mean, you know, God is good, but He's also great. And I, I love the, the, the release of revelation on the earth right now of the goodness of God. But I'm telling you, the next one coming is that it's that he's great. That nothing can stand against him. And when people stand up and challenge, we're going to be the people that like Elijah go and just say, oh yeah, you're doing this, we're going to show you the greatness of our God. And But if in that place of greatness, you begin to recognize what's going on, like all things worked for good for those who love him, Right? Isn't that what the Bible says? Then that means that every place that you are enduring right now, God actually has a good purpose for it. I didn't say He created it. I didn't say it's from Him. I'm saying what the enemy has even planned in your life to steal, kill, and destroy, God has said, I already have the answer for that because of the cross. 
And so in that place, then you go, you come into a joy like there's nothing the enemy can put on me that can steal from me. There's nothing that he can, he can't kill me. He can't destroy me. Why? Because God has already worked out for good the very thing I'm walking through. And, and, and I'll never forget sometime I, one time I was in a, and I was in my office right there and I was sharing this with someone and they said, that's pretty Pollyanna thinking of you. And what they were saying is, that's too good to be true. And I said, that's why you're under it. See, I, I, you don't pay me for counseling, so you're going to get the truth right away. I don't need to get 45 more minutes out of you. I'm just going to tell you the truth. That's why you're under it. That's why it's beating you up. That's why the devil's got an upper hand on you. Because what you think is Pollyanna thinking is actually truth that will set you free. And as we're in this place of joy, I wrote two things down. Gratefulness equals faith and complaining equals unbelief. And I think that we've kind of marginalized complaining like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just sharing my feelings. No, the, the, the Israelites shared their feelings with God all the time and it kept them out of the promised land. Why? Because they were ruled by them. And, and I, I just want to encourage you, there is a joy place that brings you into gratefulness. It's not some phony Christianity thing. Like, How are you doing, brother? I'm blessed. I'm great. And on the inside, you're dying. I'm talking about your insides matching where you say, I have a gratefulness and a joy that is happening in me that is beyond words. Because I know what God is doing right now is for my good. And, and I just, I feel like there's such an impartation for that tonight that like, like joy is not this optional peace and endurance. It's like necessary. Let me say something, because I was reading over this earlier and I remembered, you know, we were um, just in, in California a few weeks ago and Bill Johnson was talking about how answered prayer <coughs> equals fullness of joy. He basically just equated the two because from that scripture that he resolved scripture that, you know, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He knew what the answered prayer was on the other side of it and it was fullness of joy to him, right? So that's how he endured uh, and <clears throat> this is what Bill suggested. He said, you know how in investing, investors suggest that we diversify. And he said that I would suggest to increase your answered prayer quota that you should diversify. He said, don't just pray for one thing. He, and, and I think it goes kind of to our question yeah, number two. Sure. How do we stay in pursuit of the promise? If, if, if there's one thing and that's just one thing that we can think about, you know, for 10 years and it's not coming true or not happening, right, or not fulfilled, then, we, you know, we could get discouraged. That could be discouraging. And, yes, get some more prayers answered. Get just... Pray some different prayers. Diversify because you'll find joy, fullness of joy in answered prayer. And God wants to answer the prayers of his people. We know that. If we believe he's good, we've got to believe that he wants to answer our prayers. I just really loved that thought. Um, so anyway. Sure. So it, I mean, it reminds me of, of the testimony of Narelle Crabtree. She has Lyme's disease and God heals her knee. And she was like, hey, God. And he was like, I want you to thank me. For the answer prayer for your knee. Because you stood up for your knee. And the moment she, she thanked God. And began to celebrate in the fullness of joy. For the healing in her knee. Her body. was She was taken into an encounter with Jesus. And healed of Lyme's disease. 
What am I saying? I, I think it totally goes with that, where we can so become so single focused, like God's not answering my prayer. God's not answering my prayer. He's answering your prayers. So diversify a little bit, like, and, and, and what I'm saying by that, pray for more people, you know, have more breakthroughs, like get into it, like, like, well, God didn't heal the last person I prayed for. Okay, pray for 10 more and come tell me how it went. Maybe even a hundred, but yeah. Maybe even a hundred, but, but I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to increase the idea that, like, we don't have to pray for a hundred people because even your faith can be stirred by just seeing what God's doing in someone's life. Spirit of prophecy. It's you the bet. Testimony of Jesus. So the more we talk about testimony, the more, the more we'll see it. All right. Well, I, I feel like we should touch on the place of reigning in life because one of the main scriptures we really touched on in this thing of, of endurance and, and supernatural endurance is in the Second Timothy 2.12. If we endure with him, then we reign in life. We reign with him, right? What's the word reign? It means to rule over. It means to rule over the circumstances. So how do we reign in life living above circumstances? I, I threw this question out to them because I just really felt like it's important for you to understand that, that God is not only giving us a theory, this is actually working in our lives. And so, uh, Dad, I'm going to have you jump in, and then Bethany, you, you had something on this one as well. Number four. I thought I had, I, I thought I had five, but... I... No, you said one, four, and seven, but, uh... but you're good. Okay, all right. Here's just what I have down. I'll tell you a couple of examples in my life of something I had to endure. Perfect. And, uh, and, and, and go through it. <clears throat> and two particularly come to mind. The first year that we started the church here, uh, it was extremely, uh, stressful year in the sense that I'm still teaching full time at the Baptist Academy. I'm still directing the Morning Star Coffee House downtown on the square. Every Friday night, Saturday night till midnight. And now I am pastoring this growing Holy Ghost church that's full of some people who don't want to come under authority. They think they, really, you know, we got all kind of, all these different pictures with the church. Bless you, my son. Yes. (laughs) And uh, so we're we're going through all of that for that that year. Basically three jobs and trying to herd cats. It's hard to herd cats. It is hard. And, uh, but through that, God just helped us, you know. He helped. And, and part of it was, again, seeing that bigger picture, we're, we're helping people. We're reaching people. Right, yes. People are being healed. The gospel is being preached. Uh, and so we can, we can, we can come th- partner with the Holy Spirit and come through this, praise God. And then uh, another one was when we were at Liberty Church. Uh, of course, Tim, Tim was there then. And... Uh, those were some busy years for, for Bethy and I. Uh, for one, uh, I was teaching in the Bible College, at Liberty Bible College, and I had two three-hour classes that I taught three hours on Tuesday night and three hours on Thursday night. And so that, that, was, that was two nights just really intense. I and, wondered where you were at. That's where I was. Hey, yeah. that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, very quickly, Brother Ken basically turns the church over to me. Uh, always, whoever he'd had preached, they, they'd all be saying, Brother Ken, we want you back. You, you need to come back from traveling and get back. And after I'd been there a while, the people began to tell him, Hey, you can go ahead and travel now. Jimmy's, Jimmy's preaching to us. We're going to be okay. And so here I am preaching now, uh, most all the time. I'm teaching those two nights in the Bible college. I'm, and the church grew. The church grew, 
by hundreds of people during those years, those, those years that we were there. And, uh, so that tremendous amount of responsibility and, uh, uh, pressure, stress at times to go through. But again, you see the bigger picture. Man, God is reaching people. People's lives are being changed. Marriages are being saved. Uh, all of this is happening. Students are being taught the Word of God so they can go out and, and, and minister the Word to others in the Bible college. So all, all that, the bigger picture, can help you just come walk right on through that thing, partner with the Holy Spirit, come through on the other side. Praise God. Awesome. Um, a couple years ago, we were at uh, Christ for the Nations with the youth, and Lisa Bevere was talking, and she was saying... Two things she she told the Lord she did not want to do. She did not want to be a writer. She didn't want to do anything that she where she had to write. And um, she didn't want to be a public speaker. She wanted she wanted to speak in front of people, which is the two things that she's known for now. And I did that to the Lord several several years ago. I said, Lord, I don't want to marry a pastor, and I don't want to own my own. I don't want to own my own business, which is the two things I do. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, don't don't tell the Lord what to do. He'll just burn right through that. <laughs> um, good word. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> but tell the Lord what you're not gonna do. <laughs> don't tell the Lord what he's gonna do. Um, so I really felt like through that, the Lord has given me breakthrough in finance. Um, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm a millionaire. I'm going to be. I'm just saying, Lord has given me breakthrough in stepping into some things of choosing the greater. Um, my family growing, we were not poor by any means, but we were always on. Typically, we we're on script mode at least once a year, if not twice. Um, and so I had a very pro, uh, what's the term poverty mindset. And so working through that has been quite testing. And so, um, been pushing into that and the Lord has been so faithful. He had, and I, what did I, I wrote something. Let me just read what I wrote. Um, uh, every time, um, the, that my promise has been challenged, I remind myself and my spirit of God's promises and the words that have been given to me. It's not a secret formula to get God to move, but it gets me encouraged to keep moving. He has come through, or has he come through? He definitely has. But it's not about manipulating him. It's about knowing who I am in him. And so um, the things that's worked for me work for me. I love to share them. I, my heart is that they, they are breakthrough, that my breakthrough is breakthrough for someone else. And I thought of this today, when, um, when you're suffering for the Lord, um, that pain is going to be someone's breakthrough. So endure the pain with joy. Yes. It's almost, I, I kind of consider it a, a form of persecution. Because the Lord says, take joy when we're persecuted. So take joy. Like, uh, just when you're feeling that heaviness that we we're talking about tonight, just get with the Lord. Talk to him. Tell him your heart. But then be willing to move, to keep going, to hear what he's saying, and to do those hard things that maybe you don't want to do um, because that's when it, what's going to bring breakthrough. So um, that, I just really feel like it's just, it's just choosing him, it's pursuing him, but remembering the promises that he's given to you. So good. That's good. We're kind of bouncing around a little bit here, but um, <laughs> I, 
want to go back to one because, uh, you know, I really loved the week that Tim was talking about Simeon. Do you guys remember that when um, we were talking about how many, how many years did Simeon wait? Oh it, say, it was, it was many, maybe many 60. Years. Yeah, yeah. It's estimated that maybe 60 years he waited to see Jesus. And, you know, how, how can we stay in pursuit or even start in pursuit of a promise that could possibly take that long? You know, how, how can, how, you know, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully you guys have some, some of those things that you're waiting on. How many of you have a promise from God that you are still waiting on? Yeah, we are. I'm just making sure. sure. I'm just making sure. <laughs> uh, well, I, and I was thinking about Simeon, but you know, he he had to believe that it was actually going to happen. I, I mean, if he hadn't believed it all, I don't think he would have gotten out of bed every day to go there for 60 no, years. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, eventually. I mean, I think that yeah, maybe it would be habitual after a while, but at some point, there was something so in him that he believed. Yeah, and I remember, you know, we ha- I was thinking about that story just in, in Mark 9 with the, the man whose boy, remember the um, demon was throwing his boy into the fire. He would go into convulsions. And, Je- you know, he said, Jesus, can you help me? And Jesus was like, can't, can I? Of course I can, basically. And he's like, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. I think there's days that we... Right? Admittedly, can anybody admit sure. that maybe there's days that you, you can say that? I, I believe it's scriptural. <laughs> it's there. It's in Mark That's 9. a big hand, Mackenzie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, get out of the way. I believe. <laughs> Help my unbelief. Right. Because, again, I mean, how many times this year? I feel like if there's one thing I've been on repeat on all year is the unity of body, soul, and spirit. I know that there is more to be had within us of unity within ourselves, body, soul, and spirit, because God commands the blessing there. And I think that is what we are sometimes at war with. You know, I believe, help my unbelief, (laughs) my spirit is willing, right? Right, sure. My flesh is weak. And I think there was something in Simeon, and I imagine that he had a few of those days. I imagine he did. It's like, is this really going to happen? Am I really going to see the Savior, and Mm -hmm. see him and hold him in my arms. And I just think that God wants to take us on that journey of belief into a deeper place, a deeper revelation. And I think the only way to really get there is, is to be with him, to ask him, to talk to him about those things, to just get them so innate in us that our our flesh is not constantly warring with our spirit in that, right? Yes, right. I believe that he's drawing us into that place. It's an invitation that we can be there. We can live in that place where I believe, Lord. I do. I believe, and I'm willing to go every single day after this promise that you've put. Yeah. I, yeah, go, yeah. Good stuff. I never got to my example, but my personal Okay. All right. You should do it. Um, all right. So uh, the question really is, is for me, this is the question I'm answering, is how do we stay in pursuit of the promise? Um, who's had to really, like, hound on one before? Just yeah, like, sure. I, this is going to happen, um, or I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> right? Um, so I just kind of did a, a three-part kind of list here. 
So first for me was don't mix up God's timing with man's timing. Um, don't think that you're always ready. And we'll get into that number two. But like um, God can be moving stuff that you don't know what's going on. Um, and he's God. Like Bethany said, don't tell him what to do. Um, but you can all, but keep making your request known. Keep making it known. Okay. Second one is check the position of your heart. Check your heart. Check your position. See where you are. Keep looking at your heart. Am I staying in pure pursuit of this or am I doing it because I'm frustrated? Am I going to the temple because I just want to go, oh, God, you're not going to do it again? Like, right. do I have, how's my attitude Right. Yeah. in pursuit right now? Okay? Because the Israelites, like Tim said, that was a good word, Tim, spent 40 years grumbling, uh, and it should have taken them like two weeks to make that trip. Right. And I don't know about you. I can barely handle an hour in the car with my brother sometimes. So um, imagine 40 years in the desert. Um, you can laugh. That's all right. <laughs> I love him. I'm kidding. I bought him movie tickets today. We're seeing Star Wars. Um, better get him on early. Yeah, Christmas. Um, but keep keep looking. Where are those hurdles? And and the biggest thing Bethany kind of touched it earlier is when you're looking for those hurdles, examine your own heart. But keep people around that you trust to say, hey, you're really messing it up right now. If you really want to stay in pursuit of it sometime, have somebody that you trust enough to hit you upside the head. Give them permission. Don't give everybody permission. Give that specific person, right? right, right. Um, number three, I promised you a superhero story. Um, it was actually a show, all right? So the last one is just like keep I, – I want to give an example of how you stay in pursuit and just like joy when circumstance says it's not joyful, yeah. okay? Yeah. And here's – God reminded me of this after I sat down, okay? So, like, this is fresh for me. I haven't thought about this in a long time. But there used to be a superhero show where um, people would create a character and they would, like, put on the costume and it was, um, like, Stanley chose one at the end of it, whoever endured the most or whatever, and they got to have their own comic for a while, all right? And there was one guy I loved. He did not win, which is tragic, okay? But his name was Major Victory, all right? Which I love a good pun, so just right there. So they had this whole army ensemble, and they did a challenge where they put on the foam suit or, like, the foam arms, and they let two um, police... Uh, German shepherds jump on their arms and they had to go from point A to point B. And so everybody runs out there. This poor one little girl just got taken down right away. I quit. Goodbye. You know, um, major victory comes up. And even before he starts, he goes, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to love this. And everybody's like, you look crazy. And he's just declaring that it's going to be good and he's going to love it. And he goes out there and these two dogs jump on his arms and he goes, you're such good boys. You're so good at what you do. I love this right now. I'm going to make it. There's the finish line. And he's just declaring. And I'm watching this for the first time howling with laughter because this guy, I mean, he almost sounds crazy. But can I say, this is mo full of moments that sound crazy. Yes. Yes. But then God says, no, this is exactly what I'm doing. You understand, like... Okay, the, it's an oxymoron, virgin birth. Right. We yeah. believe our very Savior, like, who's going to get pregnant, the virgin? <coughs> Sometimes we have to speak completely opposite. You might feel like the hounds of hell are on each arm. Speak the opposite of the situation. God, your glory. God, this is for your glory. God, you're so good. I'm bleeding out my head, but I'm going to say, God, you're good. Actually, I look at Dan. That happened to me, and he got healed. Uh, he got hit with a rock one time. So... um I've said it already once before, but just 
Watch your declarations. Watch your words. That's important to your pursuit. Bro, that's a major victory. That's amazing. <laughs> You'll have mate. Come on. That was a good show. <laughs> you want to share yours real quick? No. <laughs> She's like, that was good. All right. Well, here's kind of how I wanted to end because we, the truth is I want us to come out full tonight. I know that I believe this, that the promise of gathering together, and this isn't church, this is the church, it's you. It's the church coming together and you going out knowing you've got the blessing of God on you because you're his kids. I mean, if, if we don't believe that when we gather together, I don't know why we're here. You know, and um, I just, the scripture that just, I, I really believe the Lord just like, it was like Jacob at Peniel, like jumped on my back with the scripture. You know, like every now and then you read one and you're like, whoa, that one's not letting me go until we preach on it, you know. <laughs> And it was in James 5.11, it says, as you know. I love it when the scripture starts like that, as you know. Like, you should know this. This should be in you. This should be the very way you're living. As you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. And you've heard of Job and seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. But it was the first part of that verse that just you, we consider blessed those who have persevered. What does that mean? The blessing of God is evident as you persevere. The blessing of God is the world sees it and says, "Man, you are blessed." What's going on? It's because I've endured, and I'm reigning in life. And so, I, what I wanted to do is actually, I thought we could end by just actually just speaking a blessing over you. So if any of you are feeling a blessing, I know I didn't warn you on this, but this is how it rolls up here, um, is I just feel like that the Lord wants you to walk out of here tonight not being like, I need to endure more. I need to try harder. It's like, no, I have the blessing of God because I have endured. How many of you have had something you've overcome? Yeah, amen, amen. Everyone in here just raised their hand. That's a miracle in itself. Trust me, I'm up here all the time asking questions. Very rarely does there, everyone in here has endured something. That means you are carrying the blessing of God in that area. And God's wanting you to walk out of here tonight, not with just like a, a blessing way back in your memory, but an actual blessing where like, I'm blessed. And I've got this blessing to give away. I've got this blessing to think on. I've got this blessing to to show that I, I, I'm going to continue in the blessing of God. And I, I just believe this so strongly that, that he's wanting to break off just heaviness in here tonight. And it's with his blessing. You know how many know the Lord can break off heaviness any way he wants to, right? And tonight he's going to do it by just, he's enduing you with blessing. So I'm going to have you all stand up. I think we should stand up too because... It's a little sterile to have them stand and us sit. So any of you just have a a prayer of blessing. I just feel like we're supposed to do that. Dad, why don't you just bless us as... Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We start with the premise that God is good. Amen? Yes. All the time. All the time. All the time. Regardless of what we go through, we may, the devil try to tell us he's not good. We start with the premise, God is good. 
Hallelujah. And so because you're good, Father, we just release the blessing yes. upon the people of God tonight. We say that we're blessed in our bodies. We say that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are not a place for sickness and disease and pain. But praise God that we, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I bless you as a temple nothing of the Holy unclean Spirit. I bless there. you with health and abundance and, and health because of the Holy Spirit living within you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you're good. You want to prosper us and bless us beyond just getting by. Right, yeah. Lord, we thank you. You're a God of abundance. And so on the basis of that, we say that these, all of us are walking in abundance. We have enough money. We have enough of everything that we need to get the job done. And we have enough, Lord, left over to bless others with. Praise God. So we just say we bless you with abundance. And we say that you are a blessing to others. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we just thank you that, that you want us to walk, walk really close with you. And so we just bless the, we bless the congregation tonight with hearts that go after God. Hearts that are hungry for God. Hearts that are open to the seed of the kingdom, praise God. Good soil. Hearts that are full of good soil that will receive the, the word of the kingdom, Lord. We just bless, we bless your people tonight with, with good hearts, open hearts, tender hearts to receive the seed of the kingdom. Praise God. We just thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Lord, we can just bless your people all night long. Amen. We love yeah. to bless the people of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll let some, some others have you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, um, I feel like I've just got one, and we didn't really talk about it, but I, I feel Holy Spirit impressing it hard. Um, would you just be brave enough to slip up a hand if, if this is something you're struggling with and you want to break it off? It's not the fear of the storm you're in. It's the fear of the storm that could be coming. Oh, Basically, yeah. the enemy's lying to you about the future. Like, oh, no, this, this could happen. This might happen. It could. You're, you're living in fear of bad news coming. Would you be willing to raise your hand? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, because breakthrough's coming right now Come to get on. that off of you. Thank so just put your hands out right now. And God yeah. says the hope of the expectation yeah. of good gifts. Yeah, yeah. Good gifts are coming. Hope, not negative hope, enemy hope. surprises are coming, but joyful, happy birthday, Merry Christmas surprises. The things, the wine that gladdens a man's heart. The good news that's going to turn your frown upside down. Fool. God says live in joy of these things. Live in joy of the goodness he's going to bring. Like the scripture says, is after the suffering of your soul, then you're going to divide the yes. spoils amongst yes. the strong. You're yes. going to see the light of life and be satisfied. And good news will not, no, bad news will not wreck you or destroy you, will not have you living in worry or anxiety, but the anticipation of God's goodness coming it's going to have you so excited for what God has. It's going to have you so excited of what you're going to possess. The future is amazing. Who? Yes, yes. Shoo. Yes, and I just want so to speak that. over uh, circumstances or situations that you have endured and you have not seen the blessing or you feel you have not seen the redemption. Remember, like Job, everything yes. was restored to him and more. Yeah. 
if, can you raise your hand if you have felt like you've endured and not seen the blessing on the other side? All right, we got some hands. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Whoa. Yeah. We just say in the name of Jesus. First of all, we just tell you, enemy, that you have no right and no place to withhold blessing from the children of God who have endured. And we release the blessing of God. We prophesy the blessing of God into these lives in here tonight in the name of Jesus. The places that they have endured and not seen the blessing, we say, are, that is unbiblical and it is not okay in the kingdom of God. We call forth the redemption that Jesus paid for on the cross, the redemption that is is due each and every person in this room. Praise God. In the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. So good. Because yeah, we're going to do one more and then we're going to finish it. But I just feel like God's wanting to give some joy in here right now. And here's what I believe. I actually believe there's there's an anointing in here right now to see your circumstances and say, hey, God's already worked that for good. Yes. Not like, oh, one day God's going to work it for good. No, God has already worked it for good. So every plan of the enemy, God has already answered. He's already answered. He's like, I'm worked that for good. And I just, I feel like he's wanting you to see that in your life, in your current situation right now. He's wanting you to see it's good. It's good. I'm working in it good. And say, how can good come out of this? How can any, I just keep thinking of the scripture. How can anything good come out of Nazareth? And it was Jesus. They said, how can anything good come out of Nazareth? They were saying, that's the, that's the armpit of Israel. And they were, and they were like, and then all of a sudden it was Jesus. Right. The Savior of the world. Right. And that's what I'm, ta- I'm trying to talk about, that kind of switch in thinking that God's wanting to give you right now. And what it's going to come with is a big dose of joy. Yeah. Instead of like, oh man, the enemy's attacking me. Like, God's working for good in me right now. Amen. And so I, we're just all going to just bless you right now with joy. I just bless every circumstance, every situation, every trial, every hardship. I say God has worked it for good in your life. We, even if it didn't come to the conclusion that you were expecting, I want to say it's still good. It's still good because the enemy cannot rule in this area. So now we just receive the joy of the Holy Ghost. In here, the yes. supernatural joy of the Holy yes. Ghost that says, ha, ah, the enemy meant to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus worked it for good in my life. Yeah. And, and all good, of a sudden, we just say it's joy, joy, it's joy. Good, it's not the end. It's not the end. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. You look on the ready there, Dad. You got more? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> I've got I've got one real quick. Yeah, get it, girl. So I just I just really felt like uh, I just wanted to bless uh, the mind of Christ on y'all. Mm. That we just uh, just a refreshing, a renewing of the minds, and that you are smart, you are wise, you have strategies, you carry. You, I just kept hearing the word wisdom. You have wisdom. You have wisdom. You have wisdom. If anyone s- says or hints anything less, then it's not from the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So, Lord, I just, I just speak to their minds. Thank you, Jesus. I say, it is a supernatural mind. It does not see the natural things. It only sees what you see, God. That even though the the natural things are easier, 
that you are easy and light. That you are easy and light, God, and you are the greater. You are the greater choice, God. So I just speak to their minds and I bless their minds. I say be renewed and transformed in Jesus' name. Yeah, okay, here we're going to just do this. I, I just feel like we're supposed to prophesy over Yosef here real quick. And when Elizabeth said the word redemption, I all of a sudden saw like open heavens over you that there is so much to be poured out on you that the enemy has stolen. And I, I, saw, I saw three things. I saw finances. I saw revelation that people have tossed to the ground. And, and, I, and I just saw honor. That you have been a man worthy of honor, but it, it, hasn't, it hasn't been a blessing yet on you. And I just, I, we bless you right now. And we just speak, it's a season of redemption. Redemption. Open heaven over your life. Redemption. Rede- everything's stolen. And I know, I know there's been a lot of accusation that you deserved some of this. And that was my choice. And I did that. And, and the Lord just says, hey, I'm going to renew your mind right there. Because even if you made choices in alignment, they were still not my will. And you still don't have to pay for them. So we just say redemption over those things. Redemption in your life right now. In Jesus' name, I just say the over. Hey, everybody, just stretch out your hand. I'm telling you, this is a breakthrough moment right here for Yosef. And I say, Yosef, this is your season of open heaven. Say, well, I don't know. I've, I've had some good seasons. This is your season of open heaven. And the the fear that the enemy has tried to put on you. That what if it doesn't work, it work out? What if it doesn't work out? I'm just telling you, you, you can take this to the bank. To the kingdom bank. You can take it to the bank. When she said the word redemption, I saw it like gold pouring out on you. So no more. We even just say to the enemy, as your community around you right now, no more. No more. No more, no more theft. No more lies. No more accusation. You're free. You're free. You're a man of God. And we bless you now. We bless you as the community of believers. We bless you as family. We bless you and we just say, you will be rich in redemption. The redemption story in your life is going to be rich. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs> so be it. <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> They're already moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, we bless you. Remember that we will not have Saturday night until January 11th again. So we hope to see you on Sundays over the holidays. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. If we don't see you tomorrow, have a wonderful Thanksgiving.